and welcome to the Views from the 573 Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, we appreciate you listening to another great week of sports talk that we got you guys ready for this week. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to go subscribe, keep up with all the latest action coming from us, as well as our YouTube channel, Podcast from the 573, and go subscribe to that as well. Also, slight plug-in for our entertainment channel. We're finally doing this DCEU pods. We're starting with part one. We're going to be taping that one tonight. It's Tuesday night. We're going to be taping that one Wednesday night and hopefully have that out by the end of sometime this week. So everybody, get ready for that. It's been a long time coming. And be sure to go follow us on uh, all the those platforms, Apple Podcasts, for entertainment as well. With that being said, we got a good show for you guys today. I'm one of your co-hosts, Ryan McDaniel, joined alongside by me, as always, fellow co-host, Peter Lewis. How you doing? Pretty good. I have a, my fantasy football draft is this Sunday. I have not had time to do any mocks, so it's going to be a fun time. <laughs> Same. And If you have the honor of having me on Snapchat, you'll, you'll see my suffering that night. <laughs> and also, coming back, he hasn't been on... Uh, consecutive weeks in a long time first time in a long time but matt mormon is back matt how are you doing hey guys i'm doing pretty good i had my first fantasy football draft of the year last sunday i have one this upcoming sunday i have two on monday and then i have one that following wednesday and i believe i have one more still yet to be scheduled is that five i believe i think it's six but one of them's not my team I'm just drafting okay. it for somebody else who can't make it to oh. the draft. Mm. Oh man, don't screw him over too much, Matt. No, I mean, look, I, I mm. as I, you know, kind of explained to him, um, you know, if Lamar Jackson is your first round pick, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if your whole team at the end is just the Baltimore Ravens offense and defense, I mean, <laughs> so be it. <laughs> well, you know, the Baltimore Ravens plus, you know, a handful of players I'm kind of uh, crazy about. You know, Chris Godwin would probably be among those guys, you know. No, no, no Matt, you're going to draft all the Ravens. Oh, I'll, I'll take Chris Moore instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Second round. Uh, as I mentioned earlier at the top, we got a big show this week. We're continuing rolling on our football previews. This is our last week of our regular college football previews next week. We're going to be making our predictions for the season and also making picks for week number one. We're going to be closing out with a group of five conferences, talking about some of the teams there, and also talk about SEMO a little bit. Matt, since he's close and since he worked since he worked with SEMO football, covering them, he's going to give us a lowdown. And me and Peter are going to probably disagree with everything he says and says <laughs> and say fire coach too. Oh, are, are we right, Peter? We're going. Well, for me, it's mostly I never pay attention to SEMO even when I went there. So it's just going to be a lot of, who's that? Wait, what? SEMO's <laughs> a football team still? <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be doing that. We're also going to be making some picks with the Miami and Florida game this week. And we're going to be doing prices right rules for that. If you remember, we did some of that last season. We did that with the Army-Navy game. We're going to be doing that for this one as well. For the NFL side of things, we are going to be doing the AFC East. We got a couple other new things to talk about with the NFL. Jalen Smith getting a new deal. Josh Gordon getting re- getting reinstated. But first, let's start off with this. The lone non-football story that we have is DeMarcus Cousins. So, 
DeMarcus Cousins, he signed a one-year deal with the Los Angeles Lakers this offseason. I believe it was last Thursday. It was sometime after we got wrapped up with the pod. I think it was the day after, and we get word that DeMarcus Cousins suffers a knee injury, and later we get word it's an, he tore his ACL, and he's done for the season. Now we're hearing some names being thrown out there, like Joakim Noah, like Dwight Howard, who is, I forgot this, he's still with the Grizzlies, but they would gladly buy him out and let him go to whichever team he wants to. So there's those options. I guess, guys, first off, how 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 this sucks for Boogie. How bad is this for him? And also, are those viable options, or what did the Lakers do here? Well, first of all, Ryan, um, this has been an incredible babyface turn for DeMarcus Cousins through some very unfortunate <laughs> circumstances where DeMarcus Cousins was a very unlikable character in the uh, NBA. And here after, what, a torn Achilles, a torn quad, and now a torn ACL, you're feeling for the guy. Like, yeah. this really, really stinks. This is a guy who's also, like, he's never been paid, you know, like in the all-caps max, you know, extension that he should have gotten about three years ago now. It, ne- it never materialized for him because of these injuries, you know. The uh, the first one happened right before he was eligible for that max contract. He ended up with a one-year deal to uh, head over to uh, uh, Golden State then, and, you know, now this happens. So that all really, really stinks for him. Um, yeah, it sucks. I guess Dwight is an option because you need a center, so sure. I mean, it's, I just, it's not like Dwight Howard or Joe Kim Noah are going to cost the Lakers much money. Yeah, no. This is 2019, not 2011. <laughs> well, in Dwight's mind, it should. Ah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> but you know, yeah, Boogie, and I know we talked about we did a top three a while back about what if players. Boogie is just gonna be another one in the long lines of NBA's greatest what ifs. That if he he doesn't get hurt, he doesn't tear his Achilles, he doesn't tear his quad like he did a few. A couple months ago, when he was able to work him, himself back, and now this, who knows what happens with Boogie? Who knows what kind of player he gets to fully develop? And he's only 2019, and but just these amount of injuries, uh, that they, they've taken a toll on him for sure. And you know, and you're right, Matt. He was an unlikable character, but you can't help but feel bad for the guy. You just yeah. want to see him get healthy. Yeah, I, I mean, it, you know, it happens this many times. Yeah, and you can tell he's worked hard too to come back. I mean. When he, when he tore that quad, it wasn't like this is a guy who came in out of shape and, you know, that's why he tore it. It was, it was a guy who was hustling to try to come back and make a run. Yeah. So, unfortunate news for Boogie Cousins there. Who knows if, if the Lakers will go get Dwight, and we'll see Dwight with the Lakers 2.0. Hey, Dwight, Kobe isn't there anymore, but LeBron is there, so ha- have fun with that. Well, at least LeBron will share the ball a little bit. But hey, uh, yeah, that's what? true. Dwight Howard being with the Lakers would actually be kind of exciting for me because, uh, gosh, probably, what, now five years ago, um, after he left the Lakers, I was looking for a new pair of shoes. And so I actually have a pair of Dwight Howard Lakers uh, shoes. <laughs> they were on sale. I got them for, like, 20 bucks, I think. <laughs> what a steal. Yeah, they're, they're... – Were those were those the uh, black and white uh, ones? The black and yellow. Yeah, the black and yellow. Yeah, I remember – 
I remember you and me talked about this at one yeah, point. Yeah, I love those shoes. Those are some of my favorite shoes I've ever owned. They're finally just now starting to wear down. Like, these shoes <laughs> have had more, like, uh, durability than Dwight Howard himself. Uh, I was about to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> the one time I have a joke for NBA, Matt beats me to it. <laughs> so Shouldn't be surprised by that. There's the Boogie Cousin storyline, everybody. Now on to... Uh, mainly a podcast talking about football. First off, let's talk with something that just happened recently. Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith, linebacker from the Cowboys. Of course, we've talked about the Cowboys and them maybe trying to work out contracts for Amari Cooper, Dak, Ezekiel Elliott. And it's not any of those that get the first new contract. It is Jalen Smith. He's getting a five-year, $65 million deal. I believe 31, 35 of that is guaranteed. And so he gets paid first. Guys, what do you make of this deal and, and paying him before all those guys? That's interesting, isn't it? That, that yeah, I mean, he Jalen Smith gets signed for any of the offensive players. I like the deal a lot for Jalen. You know, here's a guy who's gone through a lot, you know, well, well documented how many injuries he's gone through. I don't blame him one bit for just wanting to get himself paid as soon yes. as he could, you know, before you end up being Boogie Cousins. Yeah, that's true. Uh, of course, he, he got hurt in college. His stock fell, got taken in the second round. And it's worked out well for him. He's worked himself back, and he's become one of the best linebackers in the league, one of the best young linebackers. He's only had 22 starts, but that hasn't stopped teams from paying players big money. Uh, example, Jimmy Garoppolo. How about that 0.0 passer rating last night? It's preseason. Calm yeah, down. I, I didn't care when he threw all the interceptions in practice. I don't care about what he did last night. Now, Nathan Peterman in preseason, that's a sign of good things to come. <laughs> Everybody else, though, calm, calm down, kids. It's it's the preseason. Listen, I watched Hard Knocks from last week, and, oh, man, it, it, it was great to see John Gruden ripping to Nathan Peterman. <laughs> This poor man has done nothing. I, well, I shouldn't say nothing wrong. He's done a lot of things wrong. He's done nothing harmful to any anyone. But all he does is get ragged on. Well, Matt, he wasn't the only quarterback to get ragged on from the Raiders. Mike Glennon did, too. Uh, like, it wasn't pretty for him, too. Remember that time when I thought Mike Glennon had potential? Yeah. Remember that time uh, when the Bears thought he had potential? Like, t- it was like two years ago when they signed to like a pretty good-sized one-year deal. Yeah, it was. That was like Trubisky's rookie year. <laughs> Remember that time when I said Derek Carr was going to be the next great Remember thing? Remember that time most of America said Derek Carr was going to be that great, next great thing, and I said, y'all are dumb? Yeah. Remember that time I picked the Giants to win the Super oh. Bowl? <laughs> hey, remember that time you picked the Miami Hurricanes to win the, uh, win the national championship? I did. Hey, hey, speaking of, Dwayne Johnson got married, and he's going to be the only Hurricane to get a ring. <laughs> how about that <laughs> oh that was good that was good <laughs> uh, hey hey it's true no it's factually true all right well not but, uh, really well i'm talking within the last 25 years man i mean ray lewis was a hurricane he has two rings ed reed was well, a hurricane he got a ring well, I'm talking about he's just in one of one of the latest Miami Hurricanes to get a ring, and uh, that ha- and that hasn't been in a long time, Matt. So you got 
you gotta start somewhere if you're in Miami. All right, you gotta uh, having Peter you know, having Peter pick the uh, pick them to be the national championships was worse enough. Uh, now you got this happening. You know, for Dwayne, this is actually his uh, second ring because he actually was on the '91 uh, Miami Hurricanes team that won it all. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait hey, well, so just to be. Just to be even more mocking to the current Miami team, <laughs> he's got a wedding ring and a national championship ring. <laughs> so yeah, Jalen Smith, he gets paid. I still, I think it's very interesting. He gets paid for all those guys, and so we'll see where that goes. Well, one last thing on that, Ryan, real quick. I just think it may have been a willingness on his part to get a deal done. That is also true. I think that's part of the reason why this deal got done when it did, because none of these other guys seem to want to make it happen. Yeah. So yeah, it, I think that was probably is a big factor too. I don't know if it's necessarily. The I'd Cowboys. also add for. Uh... You know what? I'll tell you this. Uh, they'll probably be looking up that locking up Vander Ash here in a in a year or two, and that's that's going to take some money too because. Even though he's only had one year, he's been a stud nonetheless for them. Well, that's why that's why I want to kind of say, you know, from a Cowboys team standpoint, that defense kind of needs all the things they can get, really, if they're going to make a run, because they have the tools. So I think to lock him up and just hope that, you know, he can stay healthy, I think that's good for them in the long run. As Not, not for America, of course, but hey, <laughs> for Dallas, there we go. Yeah. Be honest, guys, I don't even think we should talk about the Cowboys next week when we do the NFC East. We've talked about them so much over the last few weeks. Uh, at this point, we're just like, eh, they're the Cowboys, whatever. Well, it'll be a game. We'll have a game show next week. Will they play this season? Well, I, I, <laughs> I almost feel like you should save them for the. For, well, is that the last one next week? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sure. Is okay. I was say, save them the last, and we just won't know. But, man, yeah, at this point, I guess we almost. I'm starting to get really worried yeah. about Zeke not being there. I'm starting to get. Oh boy, he was on a flight from Cabo, uh, Cabo to uh, Dallas, so who knows? Because yeah. Le'Veon never took a plane ride from Miami to Pittsburgh, so. <laughs> so moving on from one piece of NFL news to another, Josh Gordon, he got reinstated by the NFL last week, and this is a very interesting development considering the Patriots. They, drafted, they did draft Nikhil Harry in the first round. They don't have Gronkowski in there. And Gordon, when he did get to play with the Patriots last year, he was productive for them. And seeing as Brady is going to need, need a couple more targets to help out there, sure, you got Edelman, and sure, you got you got Harry there. But, how, but getting Gordon back, I, I think this is going to really help Brady getting this season going, especially not having Gronk. Guys, how... how First off, good good on Gordon. Uh, how productive is he going to be? I think he is going to be very productive. Um, he's definitely the number two pass catcher you want in New England. Um, I, I I picked him up in my dynasty league. He was happy to be a free agent still, and I'm very excited about having him. I can tell you that much. Um, yeah, no, I think there's as long as he's heads on straight and he's on the field. I have no questions about Josh Gordon being a good football player. Same, especially last year with showing that he still has it in him after missing, what, three straight years? Um, yeah. I mean, the guy... Yeah, I guess it is, isn't it? Wow. The the guy is... 
he's super talented. Yeah. And I think he's kind of getting it together. I'm, I was actually surprised the NFL reinstated him. And I started to wonder, could it have something to do with the fact that in Massachusetts, uh, marijuana is both legal in the recreational and medical sense? That's interesting. Hmm. I don't think so, though, because if okay. you just think about it this way, right? Where I, you know, and, and Peter, you probably also have it at ESPN. Where did you have to do a drug test when you got hired? Uh, surprisingly, no. no. Okay, so I, well, I did, and they have told us that even if it becomes legal in Missouri, it is a mm-hmm. gray corporate policy. You know, the, the corporation mm-hmm. that owns Channel Twelve. It's not a team by team thing. It's not. It's not a station by station thing. That's a national uh, corporation. So think of that as the NFL in this scenario. And so I think with it being an NFL rule, it's it's not a Patriots rule, you know. So I yeah. think even I think they've even said that even though it becomes legal, still doesn't mean that you're allowed to in your company, you know. Well, I was more bringing up for the fact that kind of with the NFL's you know changing image, you know, I think they probably want to be back to the days where the controversy was should you suspend these players for marijuana fair enough there's, there's been worse things coming right out now, <laughs> about, and it's still it's still coming out at a rapid pace and you know a lot of the teams uh california nevada colorado illinois pennsylvania new york sorry those two last two are medical a lot of the states are cha- i think this the country's changing on that regard and I think we're going to get to a point for the NFL where they're going to have to kind of really rethink that. I still think he's, of course, because he's a repeat, repeat, repeat right. offender. Yeah. He's going to be tested practically after every catch. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So it's it's kind of interesting to see how that's going to play out. I, I hate to say it, but I think he'll be a good player for them. But it's not going to surprise me at all if come, yeah. come one week in the season where he's suspended. Yeah, and you know, the thing with Gordon is getting himself mentally ready. Of course, that's been well documented that he, he's had some trouble with that and that he's been seeking out help. So, and actually taking a look at it, like how many times he has gotten suspended throughout the last few years, he hasn't made a whole lot of money. I know you'll need some money to help you get yourself get yourself right mentally. It, uh, I know you'll definitely need to go to some institutions that will probably ask for a lot of money to kind of help out with that. But mm-hmm. I think the big thing here is getting himself right because he has, he's not a locker room problem. No, it, yeah, it's just, you're right. He really isn't. No, no one's ever said anything about him as a teammate. No, everybody loves him. Like Brady loves him. That tells you a lot. But it's just all on himself, and if he can get himself right – and hopefully this is the turn where he can get himself right mentally, physically. He, he He's ready to go. Hopefully he's been training. And uh, like you, Peter, unfortunately, I think he'll be a good piece for them. And and that'll probably add into them making hope maybe another Super Bowl run. So we'll see how that goes. Speaking of the Patriots, guys. Oh, before that, Ryan, we need to update the people on the most important story in the NFL. The AB helmet conundrum. (laughs) So Sunday, he didn't report to practice even though he got the helmet he wanted because he was still mad about it. But today, he did come to practice. Hey. So as of now, everybody, AB is a Raider. Well, okay, Peter, you say this. I I, I saw one. I don't remember where it came from. As of now. Okay. (laughs) 
Because I did see one that said that when the helmets came on, AB went off. So I don't know if maybe he just did other, you know, side things. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you guys be honest. Uh, maybe doing the Raiders for Hard Knocks wasn't the best idea. Just do it on AB. <laughs> <laughs> the whole season. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I, it'll be great entertainment. It, it, there won't be a boring moment. But yeah. The, 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 I, I don't know what it is with AB. But let's talk about the AFC East. We we kind of talked to, we talked about the Patriots a little bit with Josh Gordon and how he could be a very good piece for them going forward. But the Patriots, as I mentioned earlier, no Rob Gronkowski, he's gone. They did draft some Nikhil Harry. They get Gordon back, and a lot of the interesting things here is a who's going to be able to replace the production from Gronk, and b. Oh, Tom Brady. How's he going to look this year? Is is he going to retire after this year? Or is he going to stick around till he's 45? Those are the two big things here. And from all we've heard, Brady seems to be in great shape. But as far as tight end, you don't really know what you're going to get out of tight end this year. No, I do think that Josh Gordon kind of helps alleviate the loss of a big red zone target. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of feel like he kind of fills that role. And also, don't forget, Gronk wasn't that great last year. You're, you're not replacing Brian yeah. Gronk. Yeah, I just pulled up uh, the Patriots receiving stat line from last year. And, of course, Gronk missed some games. He was only third on that list. And uh, guess who was number one? James White, 123 oh, yeah. targets. Yeah, Ugh. James White was phenomenal last year. Yeah, Edelman second at 108. So, it's not too bad. And even in the... Even the games uh, Josh Gordon started, he was only uh, about three targets behind Gronk. So there's pieces there, but yeah, you're you're a playmaker like Gronk, even at his worst, like we saw last year. You're still scared of him when he's on that. Field. Yeah, and I think we saw that in the Super Bowl, right? Like at the end of the day, Gronk can make that one play you need sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw that in the Super he, Bowl. Even. But what was good about him as a tight end, of course, besides you know his ability to be a receiver. He was definitely important in that running game. Yes. Like, that that was a physical specimen that helped those running backs. That's my – that would be my only concern. How do you replace that? Yeah, he was well, one of the best blocking tight ends I think we've gotten to see. Yeah. Um, so that will be Easy. interesting. That's a big loss as far as that's concerned. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, guys. Maybe Ben Watson can help out. Maybe. I I'm mean, a, he's 50. <laughs> <laughs> Who really thought Ben Watson would be a guy replacing a retired Gronk? Like, come on, man. Go yeah, yeah, that that is true. Uh, but yeah, that that's gonna be a big thing for the Patriots. <laughs> Matt, you're you're not that far off. He's actually 38. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 12 years. Tw- I, I, that's not too bad. Honestly, I would have thought he was 40. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're close. I'm not sure. What year, <laughs> Peter? Do you have to have it still pull up? What year was his rookie year? Oh man, it it had to have been 2003, 2004. As I said, I don't think I've been paying attention to football a single year without Ben Watson being. 2004. 2004. Yeah. Oh yep. man. 
Oh, that's so crazy. Like, it, He's been even everywhere. Even, like, prime Ben Watson was, like, this, like, played, you know, like, this slow, lumbering tight end. You know, reliable, but slow. <laughs> like, it's not like, <laughs> yeah. like got, you know, it's not like, uh, you know, Tony Gonzalez, who, you know, was really athletic and then just kind of got slow because he got old. Yeah. We spent too and much so time the pa- with Ben Watson. Move on. <laughs> yeah, so, so the Patriots... Let's be. We're not. We're gonna be honest with you guys here. They're gonna win this division. Yeah. We're 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 not gonna play around. What has to happen? I mean, it but de- not to happen. Brady's out, and Belichick just decides I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, but even like <laughs> even if that happens, though, what has to ha- go right for the other three? I feel like you know, like the Patriots can um, go nine and seven and still probably win the division. Uh, I'll tell you a couple things. Yeah. For the Jets, uh, Le'Veon Bell needs to show up uh, well, at some point. Happen. He's uh, Sam, and, and Sam Darnold taking uh, takes a leap, and then hopefully uh, your signings and your draft picks work out for you. Quinnen Williams, C.J. Mosley. Yeah. So uh, I guess that's a good transition to go on to the Jets, and and of course they bring in Adam Gase to be the head man this year after replacing him. Replacing Todd Bowles with him, and you're hoping Gase, who was a guy that a lot of people think could help out quarterbacks, you're hoping he can do something here with Sam Darnold. I mean, he sure did a lot for Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> mm-hmm. I should ask: Have they found an actual GM yet, or is he still GM and? Not believe they did. I think they hired a guy from the Eagles. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I, I I can't remember who they got as GM. Thank God. So the yeah the big things here with the Jets is Sam Darnold year two how's he gonna look and of course signing Le'Veon Bell Le'Veon hasn't played in since 2017 and so you're hoping Le'Veon has kept himself in shape which I think we've been given every indication that he has so guys Sam Darnold in year two and Le'Veon Bell I, I those are the two biggest things here those are the two big storylines. I think Sam Darnold is going to be really good in year two. I think Gase is going to make some improvements. And also, listening and listen, having Le'Veon Bell in the backfield isn't going to hurt him. It's only going to help him. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right on that. Um, I think Darnold. Yeah, I like Darnold as a young passer. I like Darnold a lot. Um, I do question the weapons a little bit outside of what Le'Veon Bell and Robbie Anderson. I like Robbie Anderson. I think he's a really nice deep threat to have. But when your deep threat is your, you know, bona fide number one wide receiver, that's not great. Mm-hmm. You know, I, yeah. uh, so I didn't worry about that. I don't think the offensive line's not that great. And with Le'Veon, my question has always been with him, you know, how good is he with the offensive line's not good? That's always mm-hmm. been my question because, you know, he's got this patient running style you hear all about. Well, Joe Mixon does that too. But guess what? Joe Mixon stinks sometimes because the Bengals don't line. <laughs> yeah. Awful. Mm-hmm. Matt, what you just said is what Mike Tomlin is hoping for right now. <laughs> just so he can be like, I told you so. Yeah. I think that to Darnold, my only concern is the interceptions. And that was the problem we had with him coming out of USC. You know, the la- his last season there, we thought, oh, guaranteed Heisman candidate. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> like I say, numbers for a rookie quarterback last year, starting with the New, with the New York football Jets, 17 for 15. Yeah. I mean, that's... <laughs> For most Jets quarterbacks recently, that's kind of God tier. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, be honest. Yeah, that's true. And I think I think of all the other three in the AFC East, I think the Jets have the best chance to make a run for the wild card. Yeah, certainly not the division. We're not. I'm not. I'm not that crazy. I don't yeah. think I agree with that. Oh, okay. I think the Jets are the most appealing. The Jets have the most names. They get you. You know, they get you tingly inside. They get you really excited. You go, ooh, you know, <laughs> Sam Darnold. Yeah, I like him. You know, ooh, Quinnen Williams, C.J. Mosley. They brought in all these guys on the defense. You know, ooh, they brought in Le'Veon Bell. That's fun. You feel all fresh and happy inside. But, guys, <laughs> what what do the Buffalo Bills have to do here to get a little bit of respect here? Like, they're always in contention a little bit for the wild card. Well, I, 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 hmm, I, I don't like, know. Like, they stole I, it from the Ravens two years ago. Is the current team really <laughs> that much worse? Uh, I mean, granted, they went 6-10 and ten last year, sure. But, you know, a healthy Josh Allen this year, because they were throwing, you know, Nathan Peterman out there a little bit last year. Uh, I don't know if it was Nathan Peterman, <laughs> was it? But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. The Bills feel to me like they're always going to go, like, they're, they are the Jeff Fisher of the current era. Right, Oof. they're always in between. Like, they're either at worst they're gonna be six and ten. At best, they're gonna be nine and seven. But nine and seven can win you a wild card sometimes. I don't think it will this year. But yeah, I think the I think the Bills are my number two in the AFC East. A Jeff Re- a Fisher reference. Oh man. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it was eight and eight. You know, a couple weeks ago. You know. We are in some dark times here. Forget Jeff Fisher references in the podcast. <laughs> But I think the last thing I have for the Jets defense, obviously they did go out and make some big moves, get Mosley, get Quinton Williams, help out with Leonard Williams, all those guys. And also you got a good safety tandem back there with Marcus May and Jamal Adams. So we'll see how the Jets do. I think you'll see a jump from them. But, yeah. I'll also say for the Bills, uh, running back situation, uh, what, 33-year-old LaShawn McCoy? Well, hopefully Devin Singletary <laughs> and... puts everybody else on the bench. Hopefully Devin Singletary's good. Hopefully. Hold on. Ho- hopefully. Ho- Peter, you're forgetting. You got 50-year-old Frank Gore back there, too. Watch out. Oh, oh, Super Bowl champs right there. <laughs> <laughs> Until they miss wide right again. Oh. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Buffalo thought, wow. A compliment from Peter Lewis. That's her. Oh, no, there it is. There it is. <laughs> so speaking of the Bills, a couple things here, and this is a thing we'll touch on with the Dolphins as well. Second-year quarterback, Josh Allen. Now, you did see some things with, from Allen last year, especially on the on the ground game. What should we expect in year two? Should we expect some improvement? Should we expect some of the same? Well, what should we expect from Josh Allen in year number two? I think okay. So Josh Allen reminds me a lot of a young and slightly faster Joe Flacco. It's gonna be a lot of deep deep passes. He's gonna make some mistakes sometimes, but he he wants to air out. He wants to go down the field, right? And that's one thing I yeah. love about those Bills wide receiving core right now, where you've got Zay Jones, Josh Brown, mm-hmm. or John Brown, sorry. And Robert Foster. You've got three guys who can just burn the field. And then you've got Cole Beasley, who's a nice underneath target, sure. And, uh, you know, Tyler Croft they brought in at tight end, but he's hurt right now. I I like the way that offense functions for a Joe Flacco type, where you've got three guys I can go deep to. 
yeah, I, the, those guys are are productive, and you're right; they can burn you if you if you don't watch out. Like they're 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 mm-hmm. perfect for a, a a deep threat, you know, a bombing quarterback. Don't put those and, guys out there with Drew Brees. <laughs> you know, yeah. don't put them out there with Marcus Mariota. Don't put them out there with you know anybody <laughs> who's throwing the ball five yards down the field. But for a Thank guy you, who Matt. wants to throw the ball, you know, twenty five every time, that's a pretty good receiving core for him. Thank you, Matt, for Dang. that. That oh, yeah. thank you. Uh, all hell the Ryan Tannehill era. <laughs> that that's my worst nightmare, Matt. Right there. I mean, it could have been Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> you know what? At quarterback situation, let's not forget if Allen can't do it, they got Matt Barkley. <laughs> oh. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, Matt Barkley. So, so, and one thing with the Bills here, I do like some of the moves they've made on defense in the last couple of years. They have Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds. Edmonds, is at, from all I've heard, has had a good preseason. Sean McDermott, he had two good linebackers as the defensive coordinator in Carolina with Thomas Davis and Luke Keekley. Hope He's hoping he's get he's getting something close to that. And also, they drafted a really good defensive tackle and Ed Oliver as a rookie, who I know they're hoping he makes a very good impact on the interior of that defensive line. And they have arguably the most underrated player in the entire NFL in Tredavious White at corner. Yes. He the, is awesome. It, 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 let me tell you, LSU just keeps on producing really good cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. They just really do. Uh, so moving on to the last team, uh, this team is going to tank hard. Um, the Miami Dolphins. Now, of course, they do have a new head coach, Brian Flores. Bring, bring him over for the Patriots. And they did trade for... Josh Rosen from the Cardinals, bring him in, and we're getting a quarterback battle. Everybody, Ryan Fitzpatrick versus Josh Allen, uh, Josh Rosen. I mean, so uh, uh, poor Josh Rosen. Oh man, hey, listen, he's got to face Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh man, that's gonna be tough. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick, the eater of young quarterbacks. <laughs> you, you know Fitzpatrick. He'll have those brilliant games where we're gonna be like, oh, maybe it's finally gonna happen. Fails miserably. They rush Rosen in unprepared. Take him out. Repeat the process. That's oh, man. Last year. Uh, yeah. Man. And then poor poor Rosen's Twitter feed is going to get flooded with hashtag tank for Tua. Oh, man. Well, it's already like that right now. Uh, uh, let me tell you, the offensive line looked like a turnstile. Like, it, it, like be honest, guys, us three could probably get through there. <laughs> it, it, it looked awful. Uh, like... As soon as they called the snap, one one of the defenders was already in the backfield, ready to tackle the running back. It, it was just awful. But I, I will say, in fairness to Rosen, I kind of like what he could do because I think he has a chip on his shoulder now. Yeah, because la- last year in Arizona was not his fault in the slightest bit. That was the most incompetent coaching staff he could have had. And then they're like, all right, we're gonna get rid of you for a guy who's barely five eight in heels. <laughs> Boy. Uh, so I, I think that could be something to motivate him. But yeah, that, I mean, what what even is their receiving core at this well, point? Well, they've uh, got Kenny Stills. Okay. Oh, that's a fine deep threat guy. Um, Preston Williams looked really good in preseason. Oh, no. Oh, another former Tennessee guy. Is he really? Oh, well. How about that? He's looked really good, though. He, um, oh, man. Good for him. Oh, they had Alan Hearns. Maybe if it's 2015 again, we could have something there. <laughs> yeah. Then I mean, Caleb Bellage is a guy who I'm, you know, 
I'm not gonna say I'm excited. I still like. I guess I'm excited about Kalen Balage, but I'm excited that he gets the opportunity. Maybe. You know where he went, Matt? Air, Arizona. Did he State. really? So the spirit of Herm, even though he didn't get coached under him, is probably going well, to that, him. Well, that explains why I picked him up my dynasty league. I was called to him. Mm. <laughs> That's why. It only makes sense. Wow. That was the whisper you heard. I, right, I heard but, this little uh, voice in the back of my head saying, Matt, do you want to win the game? Pick up Caleb Balazs. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Kenyon Drake's like, I want to win the game well, too. Okay. Well, listen, can we talk about listen, Kenyon Drake for a second? Hey, listen, Kenyon <laughs> Drake won several games at Alabama. He's fine. I am tired of the Kenyon Drake crap. Okay, and all I heard about all offseason was how, oh, Kenyon Drake, he's. First of all, all I heard offseason a year ago was how Kenyon Drake was so good and how he would need to be the starter over Frank Gore because he's all this. And then, like, I don't know. He doesn't really get that many touches because 50 or Frank Gore, he's not getting them. And now, this offseason, before Kenyon Drake got even even got hurt, which now he is hurt, like, Caleb Balazs beat him out. At some point, can we stop saying that he's being misused and we just call him not very good? I'm sorry, Matt. Did Kalen Barrage have a 33-point fantasy game last year? No, he did not. <laughs> but, I don't know. I'm just saying, I think there's things that Kenyon Drake doesn't do well that maybe we just don't see. I don't know. So, in other words, to close out the AFC East and the Miami Dolphins, they tank suck. for Tua, tank for Herbert, tank for Fromm, well, tank for one of us. It doesn't matter <laughs> at this point. That's one of the things, though, I mean, Ryan, they need to know quick. Like they, they that, yes. that should be their entire focus of this season is finding out if Josh Rosen can be their guy because – the worst thing I think that could happen is Fitzy gets the starting job and plays well enough to keep it, and you go like five and eleven, and you don't know whether or not Josh Rosen's your guy. Like heaven forbid, Josh Rosen gets to play like seven games and he plays dot 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 fine. Like, yeah. that's the worst thing that can happen. Because then all of a sudden you're going in next year going, well, you know, you're basically the Cardinals where you go, well, I don't know if it's really Josh Rosen's fault. Do we just go ahead and take a quarterback anyway just to take one? You know, that that's not a situation you want to find yourself in. You know what's good for that, Matt, is their first four games heading into their first bye in week five. It's a tough <laughs> test. Ravens, yeah. Patriots, at Cowboys, Chargers. So, yeah, that's – if you can't figure out what your team looks like by then – Well, they, they – God they help know you. they suck. It's just a question of whether or not Fitzy plays good yeah. enough to where you can't justify benching him. Yeah. Which against yeah. those defenses, I yeah. don't expect him to. And their two games after their bye week is uh, Redskins and at Bills. So theoretically, if you're not doing good at that point, just start tanking. Yeah, but yeah. like I said, if, if you're tanking yeah. though, you need to know what you're tanking for. You know, yeah. you need to know whether or not Rosen is the guy, and you're tanking to build around him, or if you're tanking to replace him. That's what I'm saying. You have the first six games, you'll know what you need. I don't know if yeah. you will, because I think those are going to be Fitzpatrick games. Yeah. Mm, I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I don't know if it, I don't know if they're going to jump straight into Rosen after, you know, yeah, four or five. Oh, no, no, no. Fitzpatrick Stark, but I think by the time the Ravens and Patriots are done with him, he might be exposed enough where Cowboys defense isn't scary. Give Rosen a shot and see what happens. I hope that would be that would be good because, like I said, you just you don't want to end up in that situation where yeah. you don't know what Rosen is still. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then you end up so, being the Tennessee Titans where you still have Marcus Mariota and you just don't know heading into his fifth hey, season. Oh. Now, I will agree with that. I, that still sucks. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you don't know. Marcus Mariota might be a stud. Um, it, it, he, he might be. Same, it, same it, with Jameis. Well, we don't know. Yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> oh. All right, guys. That'll do it for the AFC East. Next week is the NFC West. We'll be doing the group East. Of, uh, I did it again. God, e- Eva Marie over here with the botches. You, you know what? I'm glad we'll be uh, we'll be done with this after next week, so we can just get right into the predictions. <laughs> We're like, I don't have to remember which division and get it right. So Ryan, oh are, man, are, are, are I we will start s- talking about the Missouri Valley Conference then. Uh, so we'll be talking about the group of five teams we'll be talking about SEMO and making our predictions for Miami and Florida we'll do that on the other side this is our final week of the college football previews and we're doing the group of five teams we're talking about SEMO here you know what since the group of five there's a lot of there's a couple things we need to get to let's start off with good old SEMO hey alright Matt, where's SEMO? What's SEMO looking like this year? Well, so every basically every prediction out there has SEMO number two in the OBC behind Jacksonville. Um, the stats tw- top twenty-five poll, which is kind of the you know the official one, really has SEMO number seventeen in the nation. Jacksonville number six, and one team in the OBC that's had a lot of hype surrounding it has been Eastern Kentucky. Uh, that's interesting to me. Basically, everybody's had has them pick third in the OVC, and every like top twenty five you see has them in the others receiving votes. Uh, they went five and two last year, seven and four overall. Simo went six and two, nine and four, and Jacksonville State went seven and one in conference. With that one loss being to Simo, which was their first loss in conference play, and I think it was like five years. It was something crazy like that. Um. EKU's interesting to me. I, I haven't really set up too much on what the reasons are for the uh, for the hype. But, yeah, a lot of people are really excited about Eastern Kentucky. Uh, as for SEMO, there's plenty of reason to be excited. Basically, almost everyone is back on the defensive side. I think they lost, like, one starting linebacker. And even he was kind of in a rotation with a couple other guys. Um, On the... Offensive side of things, they lost four starting offensive linemen and the OVC Offensive Player of the Year in Marquez Terry, the running back. So, that's a lot of moving pieces there. But you bring back your quarterback, they bring back their really good wide receivers, um, and they do have backup running backs who got to play because Terry did have some injury problems. So, at least those backup QB, or running backs rather, have had playing time. So, there's some experience there. Yeah. So, uh, I... Uh... So could we see another season, maybe from Simo like last year? Are we going? Are we going to see maybe a little bit of a decline, or are we going to see a, a jump from from them from last year? I think six and two feels about right. Like that's okay. So this is one thing as I you know adjust into this world of uh of college you know fa- uh, football here. This is one thing I really don't like is that you do basically play the same exact teams every single year. And so it's hard to say whether or not your schedule gets easier or harder because it just kind of depends whether or not those teams get better or worse. Yeah, it, it is. I don't like that. Like, that's one thing I really like about, you know, the, and I didn't realize this was something I didn't like about minor league football until now, really. 
getting ready for this year is that, like, one of their non-conference games is the same as last year, Southern Illinois. And then literally the entire conference schedule, it's the same people, you're just in different places, right? Basically flip-flops. <laughs> I, I I think 6-2 and two is reasonable expectation because going into the season, I expect to lose at Jacksonville State, even though you beat them last year at home. Uh, you know, they are still Jville, they are still awesome. And then I basically think you can just bake in one other loss, right? Whether that is Eastern Kentucky, who you have at home this year, maybe Austin P rebounds. Uh, Tennessee State is a team that's been good in the past. Last year they were kind of a down year for them, but you have to go there. So I think 6-2 and two is the expectation. Um, if they fall below that, I'm a little worried about whether or not they can make the playoffs. I think you need to hit that 6-2. and two. Um, they do have a, a non-conference game at Montana State that's kind of big for FCS purposes of trying to make it into the playoffs as the wild card, as the number two team in the divi- in the conference probably. Um, again, assuming Jacksonville State's going to continue their reign. Yeah. So, guys, there's uh, there's SEMA for you. Uh, Peter, uh, maybe, who knows. We'll get back to what we started a couple years ago or what Zach Lauer started, Fire Coach 2. <laughs> Zach, if you're listening... Zach, if you're listening to this, get the t-shirts ready. I'm on that train until he wins a championship. <laughs> hey, li- hey, any anything less is unacceptable. Hey, listen, it'll be easy for it would be easy for us or Zach to get bootleg t-shirts made. Uh, hey, Memphis is the bootleg t-shirt capital of the world. Really? Hey, j- just well, well uh, that is according to a lot of Memphians and people around the area. Like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so there's a little learn something new. Yeah, there's a little fun fact for you guys. But so if Zach, if you're listening to this, if you need to make bootleg T-shirts to get this fire coach Duke train rolling, you go go somewhere in Memphis, Tennessee. I'm sure they'll be able to help you out really quick there. Ryan's got a guy. Yeah, well, I don't have a guy. I, no, there's probably some people in Memphis that. That, <laughs> <laughs> that that's what it, that's what somebody who wants to say they don't have a guy uh-huh. would say. <laughs> that's what I would say if I didn't have a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a guy. All right, so take a look at the group of five teams. The, the I'm just gonna say let let's not spend too much time like we did last year. Yeah, like let's not give Fresno State love, knowing that they're probably not gonna be a factor. Yeah, and let's be real for the playoff committee, Fresno State would never be a factor if they were 12 and 0. No, no. At this point, it's just Notre Dame and UCF. The top the top of the AAC. Yes. So let's just go right into Notre Dame, the disappointment of college football. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Notre Dame. Uh, of course, they make the switch to Ian Book last year midseason, and you saw improvement from the offense. It really helped them, and they looked really good for the for the most part. And of course, Notre Dame's schedule it is kind of a uh, it is kind of interesting to kind. Of, I mean, of course, uh, you had the Georgia game early on in the season. And that was a big game. That was a that was a fun game to watch. They end up losing from that one at home. And I believe they go to Georgia this year, if I'm right. Yeah, that's the funny. The game you're talking about was back in 2017. For okay. Some reason, this deal with Georgia was you play in 17 and then 19. So yeah, they're on the road at Georgia this year, which hopefully they just lose and we don't have to worry about Notre Dame at that point. We can just ignore them. Well, Notre Dame, ha- uh, Notre Dame's got a tough road schedule at Louisville, at Georgia. They got to go at Michigan. Uh, Ryan, did you just say at Louisville was a hard game? Well, you never know, Peter. Did, Something did weird could happen. Did go back to school? 
<laughs> I, I mean, uh, probably. Uh, and then they, you know what? You're in fairness. It's on. It's a Monday night for some reason. So who knows? Anything's possible. And then they got to finish the season on the road at Stanford. So they got some interesting and tough road games there. I don't necessarily think we see a play. Of course, for Notre Dame, if you make the playoff, you're going to have to go undefeated. Yeah, exactly. And let's be real. I just can't see this team beating Georgia and Michigan. And I think Stanford's got a lot in them. I know we kind of made the uh, Pac-12 a joke bit last last week. Stanford could be a surprise coming out of that. So that's three tough matchups all on the road. That's not good. No, no, it's not. And also, they have USC at home this year, very mid-season, October. Yeah. <laughs> this is a USC team that ha- is coming in the season not ranked. The last time that happened was like 2001. That's So nuts. I think that programs, there's a lot of pressure on them right now. So, yeah, Notre Dame, uh, thanks for thanks for playing last year. We wish you did it. <laughs> have fun in 2019. Yeah. And then the other, uh, you mentioned the teams in the AAC. Particularly UCF, uh, the supposed national champions, Peter. Uh, <laughs> oh man! So uh, of course, Mackenzie Milton, he's hurt, suffered a knee injury. He's not going to be back until next year. In the meantime, they did get we mentioned him, Brandon Winbush, a graduate transfer from Notre Dame. He's going to be taking a spot for this year, and it's going to be interesting because even though he was thirteen and three as a starter, he did have a lot of problems at Notre Dame due to turnovers, which you can't have that in the UCF offense. Yeah. And that's going to be tough for them. I will say uh, real quick, shout out to Coach O last year for uh, beating these uh, frauds in the Fiesta Bowl. <laughs> he did God's work. Go Tigers! Hey. Go Tigers! <laughs> but you know what? UCF, don't don't think you have it easy this year. You got to go at Pitt. Oh. <laughs> Is, ja- is, ja- and you know, is James Conner playing in that game, Peter? Oh, I, I bet Pitt wishes he was still there. What is Peterman still there? <laughs> actually, that's where Peterman was actually good. So, Oh, yeah. I bet Peterman wishes he was still there. <laughs> but you know what? A team that we should also not sleep on in the AAC, this is really my only non-Power 5 to watch this year, Cincinnati. Sure, they have. Sure, they're at Ohio State, which will probably be a loss. Yeah, but if they can make it close, they were eleven two last year, and they're returning most of the team, especially uh, Desmond Ryder and uh, Michael War- Warren. They're at quarterback and running back, respectively. Those were some pretty good players last year, minus the uh, the Temple and UCF losses. They could have made an interesting run, so I would keep an eye on them, especially when they have UCF at home. Uh, in early October on Friday night. Yeah. If they can have a respectable game against Ohio State, keep it close, and beat UCF, and we have some chaos coming at the end of the college football season for the committee, who knows? Maybe we could see some Cincy in here. Yeah. Just to, just to spite that fat POS Brian Kelly for leaving them <laughs> for a bowl game. It's been it's been like a decade. I'm still mad he did that. Uh. But, and a couple other teams. That's something Matt Mormon hey. would do because he hates college football that much. Whoa, whoa, whoa. If there's a football, if there's a playoff system, I'm there. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what. A couple of AC, AAC teams I'm also looking at. Houston, they do have Dana Holgerson coming in to be their coach. And also Memphis, they've been a team to watch out for the last couple of years. Sure they've they given uh, – they've get, they've <laughs> 
they they've given UCF some battles. Uh, hey, Matt, Matt, I'm not being biased. I, I'm not being biased here with Memphis. This is hey, if if this was Tennessee week, you would uh, I, I would expect you to say that. Not, oh my, that was brutal. <laughs> not with Memphis though. Uh, no. So the AAC is going to be an f- interesting and fun conference to watch. It has been for the last couple seasons. So we'll definitely see how that goes. Uh, a couple other teams I think to watch out for: Boise State. Uh, you never, as always. Yeah, I, like their you, field. I hate that field. Oh, I like it. It's a fun. Disgusting. It's a fun minor league thing. It's a nice gimmick. It really, you know, personifies the atmosphere. Yeah, it, it, it's fun. It is fun, and their first and their first game is at Florida State. Not even at in Jacksonville, neutral site, which is basically home for Florida State. But that's a weird one schedule wise, especially for Florida State. And we'll get to that week one, but I'm kind of wondering what Florida State did to get that. Uh, Boise, why they would want it? Ah, uh, Boise State's going to win that game. Don't don't eh. don't worry about it. Uh, but. Another, another team watch out for, I think, Utah State. They got a really great quarterback, Jordan Love, who is returning. And I'll tell you what, guys, I've been I've been hearing his name a lot here recently, where there's been some potential where like he can maybe rise up the quarterback rankings in the draft as the season goes on. A lot of people like him, like what he can do. I could see see him maybe make a move up in the rankings and get into that talk and maybe being some of the one of the first quarterbacks taken. So uh, who knows? He'll have to face off with Tua and Herbert. Those are the consensus number two, from what I've heard. And then from you, you kind of know what you're going to get, but what's he going to do at the NFL level? Then Eason, he, he hasn't really played since 2016 at Georgia, so I think he can make a run and maybe make Utah State competitive there. But yeah, those are some of the main teams I think. But I think UCF, Notre Dame, those are really the two big ones that are going to make some noise, if any noise. As we wrap college football up here, uh, preview-wise, who is your pick for Heisman? I think this is a much easier than last year was, because I think we need to say it's Lawrence or Tua. Yeah. I I, I think it's going to be Lawrence simply because Clemson has a baby schedule compared to uh, Bama, so there should be a lot of opportunities for Lawrence just to put up stupid, ridiculous numbers. Yeah. Where Tua will have to work for some games. Yeah, and a lot of people are kind of sleeping on Tua now. After the end of the season that he had, I'm going to go with the Lawrence route. But again, I wouldn't be surprised if Tua ended up winning it. I wouldn't. I, I I said that when we were talking about the SEC. This is a Bama team who's still Bama, but now they got a chip on their shoulder. Because they they you know they lost a, they've lost national championship games before to Ohio State and Clemson, but last year was definitely different. Yeah, like that was embarrassing. So. Which is, of course, for Saban because he always his challenge was always to keep those players motivated when they're the best in the country. Now he's got all the motivation. Yeah, you got a chip on his shoulder. And Matt, what does Alabama football do? They win football games. Uh, by the way, my version of the Heisman Trophy, the uh, the CFPA FCS National Performer of the Year Award. Uh, give me Zarek Cooper of Jacksonville State. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, that, 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 that's that, my version of the uh, uh, Heisman. That name sounds familiar. He's very good. Yeah. Um, is he a quarterback? He is. Okay, I think I remember. I think he played at Clemson. I he was at Clemson. You are correct. Yes. And he transferred. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He he's he's good. 
Yeah. Well, well, listen. You got you get a scholarship from Clemson. Of course, you're going to be good. Mm-hmm. But and speaking of Clemson, Bama will finish it. The AP Top 25 is out. What a shock! Clemson and Bama are one and two. But you know what? This list is fraudish because guess who's not number one, guys? Arizona freaking Herm State. Edwards. How do you not pick the Rolling Herms? There were three brave people in the world, though, who gave them votes. <laughs> so whoever those are, God that, bless you for being brave and telling the truth. That may or may not confirm that all three of us have votes on this award. On these rankings. <laughs> <laughs> that, that may have... I didn't realize. That may have outed all three of us. I don't know how I got one, but... <laughs> Oh. Let's re- with some of uh, the NCAA's decision making is giving us votes the even in the top ten of the dumbest things they've no, done. Sir. No, no, that's actually one of the smartest things they've done. <laughs> Which is dumber, giving the five seven three guys votes or having the cheese it bowl? <laughs> uh, having the cheese it's bowl. At least the cheese it bowl <laughs> makes some money. What are we actually doing for them here? <laughs> Entertainment and content and memes. All right, fair enough. Yeah. So, let's get into our predictions for Miami versus Florida this week. Peter has it down in our prediction sheet as week zero. So, you got... <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, for copyright reasons, uh, open up a new tab and get that Price is Right music playing because uh, it is Price is Right <laughs> rules because it's just a dumb week. There's only two games. For some reason, Arizona Hawaii are playing early. I don't know why. But I don't care. <laughs> well, you see, Ar- so you know Arizona just, uh, has to just... play early because they know that if they played the same week as Arizona State, they'd be overshadowed. Oh, they that's smart. they got to get at least one week yeah. That's a good point. Mm, that's smart thinking. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, we, we should say to preview this, uh, for college football, our spreadsheet... It was. It got pretty dumb last toward the end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we decided to make it stupider. So when it's an actual real football week, not hey, let's have two games one week before for whatever. We'll have, of course, our ten big games to pick, but we're also going to have five other games: the Peter game of the week, the Matt game of the week, and the Ryan game of the week. I can. I bet you can all imagine what teams will be involved in each of those. Yes. I'm so happy I have a family. We also have. I might buy a t-shirt. Hey, go to Memphis and get have... one made. <laughs> the role, That's where I get the Fighting Herms t-shirt made. <laughs> with the uh, with the uh, picture of uh, him during the uh, rant of that post game. <laughs> we'll also have the Rowdy Game of the Week. I bet you can also imagine what team will be involved in that. I don't know what we'll do for that slot when there's a bye week. Whatever. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get sure to it. I'm sure they have a bye week this year. Really? I don't, huh. I don't they do. Tuke is going to play through. What a tough guy Tuke is. <laughs> I, I mean, fire him. Oh, I think I'm wrong. <laughs> I, I think September 28th, I guess it would be. Or 29th. One of the two. We'll just throw an OVC game in there yeah. for, you know, explosives and giggles. Also, for to round up our stupid slots, we'll have the Ivy League game of the week, just for explosives and giggles. Uh, turns out, I forgot, Ivy League does, Ivy League teams don't start playing football till the end of September. Nerds. Yeah, because they're, a, well, they also have the money and prestige, so I guess you can do whatever Nerds. you want at that point. <laughs> so in the meantime, it'll be the independent game of the week, or something else, who knows? It's college football. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. It, it's become, it's, 
it's become a disaster meme at this point for it's us. It's a gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Miami versus Florida. That game's going to be taking place in Orlando. The first category we have up is total first downs. Now, Ryan already made his picks, even though we said not to, so we could, you know, randomly spin a wheel. Very simple and explicit terms. Do not type into the spreadsheet. (laughs) Not type a specific thing in there. No, just don't do it. Ryan wrote 22, so that's his. All his picks are locked. Screw that. (laughs) Matt, I'll let you go first. How many first downs? Whoa, 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 whoa. You think I'm just going to accept going first? Oh, yeah. You know what? Ryan, uh, for each time, we'll pick these. Uh, pick a number between 1 and 10. Okay. Uh, I guess 5. I guess 6. Is it weird that as soon as you said that, I was automatically thinking 5? Oh, my yes! God, of course he was. Yeah, you <laughs> thought that as soon as I said 6. <laughs> I, I hey, I swear I did. <laughs> it's fine, Ryan. You know what? It's fine. I get it. you're stacking the deck against me because you don't want your precious college football to be taken over by me again for the second straight year. I understand. I get it. It's fine. I just have to rise above. Uh, all right, Peter. Oh, I didn't play last year. Shoot. Where are you going with total first downs? Give me thirty-two. Why not? That seems like a fun number. All right, Matt. So I'm currently attempting to do some research, and it's not going well. I was going to just look up last year and see if these two teams played each other. They did not. So I'm currently flipping through the Flo- – It's been a while, I Yeah, think. I'm currently flipping through the Florida uh, schedule from year to year and seeing when the last time they played the University of Miami was. And I am now in 2013. And, hey, there it is. All right. So 2013 is going to be what I use uh, – as my basis of some statistics here, we got, looks like we got Sammy Morris, and, or Stephen Morris, rather. Alan Hearns, Duke Johnson were some of the leaders for the, uh, for uh, Miami, for the U. On the, uh, on the Florida side, Matt Driscoll, Matt Jones, oh my, I'm sorry, Jeff Driscoll, Matt Jones. <laughs> oh, good lord, that guy was bad. <laughs> so let's see here, in that game... Let's see. How many first downs were there? Is there a way for me to easily see this? Um, there is not. Well, all that research, good for nothing. <laughs> Give me one dollar, Bob. <laughs> uh, that's good enough route. Uh, next category, total punts. I had seven. So I'm going to get uh, – so we'll do the one in ten thing, I guess, for every category. I just realized – if you win, does that mean you can pick last to give yourself the chance to have a $1 bet? Yeah. Or is if you get it right, you that go first? That probably makes more sense. Because that's why I cheered the first time, and then I realized, wait, why am I? Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> As an agent of chaos, I kind of <laughs> yeah. hope hope this whole spreadsheet just becomes a disaster toward the end. <laughs> oh, oh, don't worry. It will. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't put restraints on Peter Lewis, folks. I love it. Listen, we've been proven time and time before. So, Peter, do you just want me to go first this time? We'll just trade back and forth? Yeah, why not? Okay, so, in that game... The whole reason reason I'm doing this is the joke will be week one at the end we'll tally out of 15 and we'll add this so somebody can say, you know, I got 125% of the picks right, potentially. (laughs) (laughs) So, in that game, in 2013... 
there were 13 punts. So, mm. therefore, I will be going with 13 based on historical research. <laughs> uh, so, I just opened Florida's schedule for last year and randomly just picked a game. Of course, it'd be, be the Tennessee-Florida game. <laughs> and in that game, there were 10 punts. Ooh. Nine of them probably by by us. Thank you guys for bringing that back up. Oh. Actually, you guys were worse. You only had three, so you just must have not had the ball at all. Uh, uh, I'm, I, I'm sad again. I'm sad again. Uh, Combined yardage. Peter? All right, Peter. You are first. Yeah. Give me Miami's not going to be that good this year. I feel and Florida's got to get defense. I'm going to You know what? Screw it. I'm a meme guy. 420. Oh. Not, mm. By the way, Ryan had 418. Yeah. So that's a very relevant uh choice there by Peter Lewis. Now, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's what you meant by saying you were a mean guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't understand any other reference that there could have been there. Well, I on my historical research here, you guys, the Florida uh, Dolphins had 413 total yards, and the Miami Marlins had 212. That's a combined <laughs> 625 yards. So I feel pretty good about saying 421 yards and having it taking the over on both of you here. (laughs) All right, next category is total penalties. I had 11. Matt, what do you have? Well, let me go take a look at my uh, historical research here. (laughs) In that game in 2013, the uh, Dolphins had 10 penalties. And the Marlins had five. That is a com- combination of 15. So I will take 15 penalties. You know what? Florida is a pre... Ryan, that game last year, they had 10 penalties. Oh, hey, that's consistency. For- For- Florida is a team of Ten penalties. Cro- crooks and criminals. <laughs> and they're facing Miami. The team that brought the college football world to know what criminals were playing football. <laughs> I think this is going to, especially first game of the year, you're kind of off your rockers. Give me 20 penalties. Peter, Peter, it's only fitting these teams both like to wear orange. <laughs> listen, it, it, it's true, but listen, it, it's whatever. All right, total penalty yardage, I had 95. Peter, you're up first. What do you have? Oh, uh, should I be serious? Yeah, screw it. It's, called, it's week zero. <laughs> Give me a nice 69. Nice. <laughs> well, based upon historical research here, the Florida Gators had 70 penalty yards. The Miami Dolphins had 58 penalty yards. Oh, wait, I just realized. I was doing the Florida Dolphins and the Miami Marlins. <laughs> I just realized that that was even funnier than I actually meant for it to be. 
<laughs> How about that? Oh. Okay, so 70 and 58, that combines to equal about 130. So give me a 125 here. Ooh, oh, oh boy. Yards. That's a big number. Big number. <laughs> big number, yep. Bob. Yep. That's a lot of penalties. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Uh, to- okay, next category, combined total tackles. <laughs> I, I love had. This one. <laughs> I, it, it, you really don't know what to expect from this one. Like, who counts tackles? Uh, shout, shout out to those guys that do. That's got to be a job. I Sports reference sheet. I just got to add it up. <laughs> yeah. I had 88. Matt, you're up first. Well, I'm trying to find defensive statistics here, and all I'm finding are, like, interceptions and fumble recoveries. I can't find tackles, so I have nothing to base this off. So here's what I'm going to do. Both teams, let's see here. The Miami Dolphins had 28 rushing attempts in that game. They also completed 12 passes. That combines to equal 40. On the Florida Marlins side of things, they had 44 rushes plus 22 completed passes. So that is 66, right? So 66 plus 40, that is 106. That's what I will go with for my total tackles. Ooh. That's math, ladies and gentlemen. Math <laughs> and history. You're getting your education. I just got to say, th- this is the best one to have that $1 bid, but I'm going to be special. <laughs> what's more rare? What's more? Ra- what's the rarest dollar bill there is? A $2 bill. $2, Bob. I'll tell you what, I would love if there was only one tackle in this entire football game. That tackle would become the most iconic tackle. Like, Mike Jones from the Rams from way back in the day would just be sitting there just, like, so proud. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt, for bringing that back tackle, up. If there was only one tackle... That must mean it would just be, like, a lot of people falling on the ball. <laughs> or going out of bounds. Or just every... Every play is either a touchdown or just a throw and just goes in. Matt, Matt. That's the game I want to see. Matt, thank you for bringing up the Mike Jones tackle. Hey, you're welcome. It was a great moment. Uh, now I'm sad again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's what we do here. We make, we, we make, we make Ryan sad. Sad Ryan is best for business. Uh, not, not, not for Ryan that has to go out and do, and do things. And not just podcasts. <laughs> it's good for podcaster Ryan, but real life Ryan, uh, it's terrible. Oh, well, we like real life Ryan. We don't like podcast Ryan. That, uh, that's fair. Stop crying. Get the show back yeah, on. Yeah, total sacks. <laughs> Let's go, host All right. Boy. Come on, right. Forrest. There's, there's your emotional support. N- next category, number n- totals number sacks. Peter, you're up first. What do you think? Let's go 10. Why not? I could right, not Matt? find any statistical evidence on the uh, the sack numbers. I will go with three. Ooh. I went with six and a half. I feel like he, I, I could see team, both teams getting three each, and then one, one of the teams just figures out a way to get the half sack. I don't know who it's going to be, but anyway, six and a half, three for Matt, ten for Peter. Next category up, total fumbles. I had the I had the one dollar here. Matt, you're up first. How many total fumbles are there gonna be in this game? It's a real debate between zero and two here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with zero. I'm gonna go with a clean football game from the fumbling side of things. Uh, based upon my historical research, 
I have not found there to be any fumbles in that football game. Mm. Although Matt Jones was playing, fumbles. so it probably should have been. <laughs> fumbles are definitely rare, it feels like. And one or zero is kind of the... yeah. Do I take two or just do put a funny number in for the hell of it? That's up to you. I'm not going to influence you here. How's that look for you guys? <laughs> How many zeros is that? <laughs> one, two, three. Let's call that one sectillion. Let's call it U.S. debt. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> All right. Next category, number, a total number. The irony here is I was the guy last year who was tasked with defending college football against Matt's hatred. Yeah. And and right, I think I think Matt, you, you, it's weird. It's like we traded places. Like you like it now, <laughs> and now like yeah, let's just let's let's just have it be a joke. Like, this is more research. I think I put into any game of last year. <laughs> <laughs> I, All right, I next category up. Twenty thirteen. Oh. Next category up, total number of interceptions. Um, Matt, uh, uh, Peter, you go first. How many total number of interceptions are there going to be? <laughs> Did I make another joke? <laughs> you know, Miami's known for the turnover oh, chain. No. Uh, uh, so give me a U. <laughs> <laughs> the letter U. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the U in Roman numerals uh, does not have a. Uh, uh, that's a shame. It does not have a uh, equivalent in Roman numerals. But you know what though? So the symbol for one was a vertical stroke, and that for ten was an inverted U. So I'm gonna say your U equals ten. Okay. Because that was apparently a Roman shorthand for the number ten at one point in time. All right. <laughs> that would be incredible. I tell you what, a game with one tackle and ten interceptions and all those fumbles, this would be a great game. <laughs> I want to see somehow only one tackle but ten sacks. I'm not sure how that works. But I want to watch this game. Uh, What's happening? So based upon my historical research, Ryan, there were three interceptions in that game. That's the number you have. Hey! So I'm not happy right now. I'm just going <laughs> to go with a $0 bid here. The, oh. I'm, I'm saying turnover-free game with zero fumbles and zero interceptions. I don't know if I'm going to get either of those points. Yeah. And then, then last couple categories we have here, the winner and final score. I got Florida 27-14. to 14. Matt, who do you got in this game? Well, Ryan, in that game in 2013, the U got the win 21-16. to 16. So, hey, history's going to repeat itself. I think I'll be slightly serious here. I'm going to take Florida, and I'm going to take that. Let's do 47-21, to 21, the same score of the Florida-Tennessee game. Uh, uh. Peter, be honest. I don't think Florida's going to score that much. I'm being perfectly honest. The reason they got 47 on us is because we're Tennessee. That's why. (laughs) It's so easy to get him to go off. They're not good. We Uh, just suck. uh, 
I mean, it, I, it's true, but it's neither here or there. So the extra bonus point that we have here, there's another game going on, Arizona at Hawaii. And so, Peter, who's going to win this game? Skittles, which I misspelled. <laughs> Skillets. Are you going to go fry up some dinner here? Some pork chops and the skillets? I was so happy because my joke was uh, Hawaii's mask has like something rainbow. Oh. So I was like, oh, Skittles. That was a great attempt, but a miserable fail. Oh, uh, that's that's my that's gonna be my autobiography. <laughs> so, what the hell is this? Well, I'm also going to make a joke with my selection, but mine's gonna work. I am picking the Arizona State. Oh, roll her, baby! Guest <laughs> <laughs> host for coach for a week. Hey, I'm picking Hawaii to win this game. Arizona, uh, they're a middling Pac-12 team. I think Hawaii is at home. Uh, you know, and Peter, I, I agree with you. No better choice than Skittles right there. Uh, so. <laughs> I think Skittles are so, better than Skittles, man. I'm not going to lie. Skittles well, well hey, Peter was on the right track. Peter was on the right track. <laughs> So, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with Peter here. Hawaii's going to win. In that uh, Rustfield Stadium of theirs. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I love I love how for <laughs> to declare a minor league football winner, we get the opportunity of bonus points, and we're just like, yeah, make it a meme. <laughs> so, it's because it's I put 420 yards combined. I was like, oh, let's just make this fun. Yeah. So that was week number zero. Picking Miami versus Florida, everybody. That game is this week. We'll be picking a lot more games next week, starting with week number one. Instead of the two we have this week, it, it really is a weird week for college football. So, I guess I'll do it for this week, everybody. They'll do it for our college football previews. We got one more week of NFL next week. We got the NFC East. We'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the Cowboys, but we're not going to go in depth there. But we, we talked about them a whole lot the last few weeks. Yeah, it is what it is. So, that'll do it for this week's show, everybody. Before we get out of here, a couple things to mention before we go. Oh, man. What's, go what's going on? I'm trying to make... For the total fumbles, I'm trying to make it where it's completely filled up and it keeps, like... Not letting me put all the zeros in. Well, okay, I guess let's go with that. I'm watching Peter with this struggle. <laughs> I'm not going to fix sell, so I don't know how to turn that option off. Oh. <laughs> what the hell was this? <laughs> the best part was the whole time I was like, I hope they're not watching this. Well, I wasn't. I was. <laughs> I'm broken. <laughs> oh. oh, man. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is what you get with, with Peter oh. Lewis not having any restraints. This is what you get. Matt, did you see the big change? 
<laughs> we can't say it on the air. I can barely breathe. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. Uh. I'm okay. Uh. All right. So anyway. So, yeah, that'll do it for this edition of the Views from the Five Cent Three Podcast. There got a little bit crazy here at the end so the the close things out here peter where can everybody find you at i have to change tabs oh <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, i'm at the actual peter all right matt where are you at <laughs> i'm in cape girardo yeah <laughs> uh i am at real matt mormon follow me on twitter there we go, and I'm at RyanViews573. You can check out our Twitter account as well, at Views from a 573 Podcast. Also, before we get out of here, slight mention, Jace Murphy, we've had him on here. He came on here right when the show was in its early stages, came on here and talked a little, uh, everything with us. He's now got his own podcast out there, The Jace Murphy Show. He dropped his first episode on Sunday. Be sure to go check that out. It's on SoundCloud. I don't know if it's on Apple Podcasts at the moment. He said it would be, so be sure to be on the lookout for that. He's also going to be dropping another podcast called The Betting Line, so be on the lookout for that. And congrats to Jace for starting out. He's he's a fellow podcaster like us now. So shouts to Jace for getting started on his podcasting journey. So who knows? We'll get some collabs going in the future. So that'll do it, everybody, for this week's show. It was this The last few minutes were insane. So... With all of us, from all of us here, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you guys next time.